0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week I explore the emotional, practical and spiritual sides of money so if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money and achieve your big life goals then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mind Money Soul and today I'm talking about the three financial goals that you need for 2024 and how to actually achieve them. Now it's 2020 foul and I am feeling excited. I feel really buzzed about this year. First of all not only is 2024 the year of abundance because 2024 in numerology is the number of eight and eight is all about abundance and I'm so here for that but I don't know I'm just feeling some excitement about the year now obviously I'm very aware time is man-made uh it's a man-made construct and it's technically you know we rolled over into 2024 and it was just another day but I don't care it's making me feel good and excited and buzzed and maybe because this is the first year where I've gone into the year with a clear vision on how I want my year to go. Um I've always really struggled with being specific about what it is that I'm trying to call in and this year my vision and my goals feel really I feel really connected to them. But also at the same time for the first year ever I am listening to my body because we're still in a mode or period of rest. It's still winter. We don't come out of winter for like 3 months and technically if you follow I think it's like the astrological chart the new year doesn't start for like another couple of months. So I've been listening to my body. I've been sleeping more. I've been getting like nine to 10 hours a night. Who do I think I am? But I am really focused on like what I'm calling in for work and I feel really excited by it. So when you think about your 2024 goals, however you choose to do it, it's really important to have a section specifically focused on finances. Now, whether you choose to break it down, like what types of goal you set yourself is fine. But to have a section specifically for finances is really important because it allows you to be intentional. Now, when I think about my year ahead, I like to break down into different categories. um, And I also like to think outside of just what do I want to achieve? I think about how would I like to be? How would I like to live? What am I calling in? What am I working towards? What behaviours and actions am I changing? What habits do I want to have? Because it's more about the lifestyle that I'm trying to create and the person that I'm trying to create than specifically hitting these individuals, you know, big milestones. The milestones are important and they happen along the way, but it, but like it is the journey, right? It's not the destination that's important and it, that helps take the pressure off. And like I said, I like to do it broken down into different categories. And for this year, I've got the categories of play, adventure, spirituality and mindset, career and business, finance, finances, relationships, and health and fitness. And that might sound like a lot, but we're talking about our lives here, right? And I think it's important that, yes, yeah, sometimes you want things to be done more simple, like simplifying your finances, simplifying your wardrobe, you know, to make decisions easier. But I think when you're strategizing and planning and future thinking about the future, be detailed, be specific, be be bold and big and, and I don't want to use the word complicated, but like make it feel like overkill. Go into detail if that is what works for you. I saw a post on Instagram from Nafisa Barker where she said, yeah, it might seem like a lot of categories, but being intentional with your life is key for success. And honestly, I could not agree more. Like, why would you, like for me, there are so many elements of my life that I'm interested in and I care about and I don't know if anybody's ever seen the wheel of life. It's like this big circle that's broken down into like eight slices, like a pie. And each one, it might have like uh, relationships, love, home, wealth, health, all of those things. And you mark, you plot on the chart where you are on a scale of one to 10. And it helps you identify what areas of your life are going really well and what areas are not going well. Um, And this is just another version of that. And I think when we think about like planning for the future as well, it's really important to make ourselves feel like we are in control. And whilst we can't control exactly what happens to us, we can at least put ourselves in situations or create opportunities for ourselves. And, you know, my takeaway from like Nafisa Barker's Instagram post is, okay, it might seem like a lot, but what else are you going to do with your time? You're going to scroll on Instagram and TikTok. You're going to watch TV instead. You're going to complain about your life. Like, no. And the thing is, I get we don't have all the same 24 hours. I'm really aware of that. But we do owe it to ourselves to put in time into carving out the direction of our year to create the life that we actually deserve. And that comes with intentionality and mindfulness and planning, in my opinion. Anyway, So let's get into the three financial goals that you need for 2024 and how to actually achieve them. So number one, changing your mindset and building an abundance mindset. Why is this important? If you remain or have and remain in a scarcity and lack mindset and you have a negative relationship with money, you are going to remain broke, living paycheck to paycheck, in debt, stressed, worried about money and never able to truly enjoy and live your best life. Sorry, but it's the truth. I know it's hard to hear, but it's the truth. And as you all know, I'm very big on money mindset and your relationship with money. And doing a bit of journaling isn't going to cut the mustard. I'm a massive fan of journaling. I think it's an incredible tool for uncovering your money story, your money beliefs, all of those things. It's great for uncovering and working through things. I think writing down stuff is so powerful, but the real work is in the day-to-day thoughts that you have and the actions that you take. So journaling can support that, but it is not the thing, right? When you are working through something big, it takes more than a few hours or a few days to change. You know, it might take a few months and you have to show your brain that there is a different way of living or different way of doing something than you have been doing it all these years. And you have to show your brain other possibilities. You have to challenge it and show it what else is possible. That's why it's so important to actively and intentionally look for examples of where the thing that you want is happening in your life. For example, if you are trying to call in more love, You want to look in the places, where do I already have love in my life? Is it from friends? Is it the love I give to myself? Is it the love from my pet? And then also, let's look at other people that have love and the type of relationship I want. And even though I don't have it right now, I never have done it, had it, and I've never had any good role models, I can now see people that maybe do have what I want. If it's possible for them, it's possible for me. It's the same as your career. Let's say you want to be an influencer, right? All those years ago, before it was even possible, those first like YouTubers, And stuff like that. They probably didn't have many predecessors and people that were before them doing it. So they had to like hold that vision for themselves and be delusional. Now we have a million people doing those things that we can look at and go, that is evidence that I can do it too. So you're looking for evidence in your life and in other people's lives of the things that you want. Because when you focus on those things, you call in more of those things when you focus on them in a good way, obviously. And you're grateful. Now make it a mission in 2024 that this is the year that you change. But what I will say is new level, new devil. So once you've worked through one mindset block, you're probably going to have another one pop up or it's going to be the same one pop up and it's going to be wearing a different hat. Like money mindset is not a one and done thing as lovely as that would be. It's an ongoing lifelong journey. And every year, I personally have a new challenge with my relationship with money. Maybe it's, you know, it used to be that I, the belief was that I couldn't quit my job because I wouldn't actually be able to make any money full time. Then I did do it and it did start working. And I was like, oh, okay. Then what else popped up was, well, people won't continue to pay you or won't, you know, you're not good enough to keep this up as a career. So all these different beliefs are popping up in different ways, but identifying your money blocks and limiting beliefs, which is the first step is key. You have to identify what it is that's actually holding your ba- yourself back. So ask yourself, what is my biggest financial challenge? Is it, for example, overspending, not being able to stick to a budget? Is it being scared to enjoy your money? Is it being scared to take risk and learning how to invest? Is it that you can't make any money in your business? Or maybe it's that you make money in your business, but then you don't know what to do with your personal finances. Whatever it is, ask yourself, what is my biggest financial challenge? And then ask yourself, what am I telling myself about this thing? For example, if you're always overspending, do you believe that you are even worthy of holding onto money? Do you believe maybe that money makes you greedy and that makes you just want to spend it and get rid of it because you don't want to be seen as greedy by other people? Or maybe you believe that you won't have much money in your life anyway, so that you might as well just spend it all. So they're some of the things that you could be telling yourself or feeling if you are overspending. If you're scared to spend money, is it because you believe it's hard to make? So you try and hold on to it. That was one of my ones for sure. Like I remember when I first started working at Argos, I honestly believed that I was never going to have much money. So any money I did make, I just used to hoard. Or maybe it's that you don't believe you're worthy of having nice things and it's like a self-worth thing. So therefore you don't spend money because you don't feel you're worthy of that. Or let's just say you're scared to take risk and invest. Maybe it's because you don't think investing is for you. Maybe that's what you're telling yourself. Investing isn't for me. It's for rich old men or for people that have money. Or maybe it's because you believe that money is the root of all evil. And you're like, well, if I have more, I'm playing into that. So I'm not going to build wealth. I'm just going to have what I've got and live a nice little like paycheck to paycheck life. So you feel, you know, you might feel more safe playing small and not building wealth. And the key thing here is that your brain's job is not to make you happy. It's to keep you safe, keep threats away from you. And if it views money as a threat in whatever capacity, it's going to keep you safe by not letting you grow it or not letting you hold on to it or, you know... There are so many different things that you might be thinking, and I could go on about this all day, but really just starting to ask yourself questions. And they're obviously just examples, but you have to dig deep. You have to ask yourself questions and challenge yourself. yourself. And this is the part where journaling can be really helpful or working with a coach because they can ask those questions. They can dig deep. They can pick up on cues and language cues that maybe you're not aware of. But once you know your block or blocks and limiting beliefs, you can then make a plan to change it. And there are so many different methods that you ha- you can use for actually changing your mindset. But I'm just going to give some examples. One, changing your language. So changing how you actually talk about yourself and about money. If you find yourself saying things to yourself or to your friends like money's evil, money makes you selfish, money makes you greedy, start there. If you talk about money in a negative way, start there and start to flip the switch. And you don't have to go from, you know, really negative to really positive and be like, oh my God, I love money. You can just start to talk about it in a more positive light. Understand the power that money can hold in association with language you can have mantras and affirmations which is like positive phrases about money that you tell yourself like money flows easily to me or i am a money magnet those types of things gratitude one of my favorite most simple but effective like uh tools practicing gratitude for what you already have now one when you focus on what you already have and what's already good in your life you have more to focus on Two, when you are practicing gratitude and your genuine gratitude, you're not letting other thoughts come over, but you're feeling and experiencing that gratitude in your body, you can't experience negative emotions at the same time. So that gratitude practice is actually raising your vibration. It's scientifically improving your well-being. It's crazy. And to add to this, it's going to help you stop buying shit because you're going to be grateful for a lot of the things that you already have. So it's a win-win-win if you ask me. Uh, visualization is another extremely powerful tool that i use a lot with myself and with my clients but essentially visualizing a different future for yourself on how you'd be and how you'd act and what happens is your brain will get to work with aligning your behavior with that vision of yourself if you visualize it regularly and repetitively i like to do it in bed sometimes some people call this daydreaming um, or nightdreaming, but uh, before i go to bed because right before you go to bed or right before you wake up, your brainwaves are a different state and it's perfect for getting into your subconscious. So I'll just like visualize myself. I have this one clear, clear thing that I always visualize myself, like on a stage and I walk in and like, I'm doing like, I don't know whether it's like a book launch or like a pod, a live podcast. I walk in and there's like loads of people and I'm like talking and telling my story and I feel all the feelings and that's what I'm working towards. And I do it every night or most nights. And it's really powerful i must say and then also talking of sort of visualizing vision boarding making a vision board for your wall for your phone for your um for your desktop whatever it is very powerful and then you can also try somatic therapy which is things that involve movement in your body breath work tapping shaking dancing, moving, EDM, walking, all those types of things. And you're essentially moving the energy and moving the emotion through your body. So all of these things are really important because not that you have to do all of them, but a combination of, and the ones that work for you. Mindset work, ironically, is so much more than just your mind. It's ingrained into your body and you have to undo that work. You have to unlearn a lot of things. Number two, is working towards having an emergency fund in savings now maybe you've already got one maybe you're building up slowly but an emergency fund is literally just a stash of money easily accessible in an account for emergencies we're doing the responsible thing in 2024 okay now it doesn't have to be completed by the end of 2024 but it does have to be uh you got to be on the road to it It's your peace of mind, it's your backup, it's your safety blanket. And the best way to create an emergency fund is to work out how much it costs to be you every month and then multiply that number by however many months' worth of an emergency fund that you want. There is no right or wrong; it is your choice. When I say costs how much to be you, I mean like living expenses, necessities, rent, food, water, electricity, petrol, etc. Not like gym, Netflix, magazine subscription, etc. Also, who has a magazine subscription nowadays? How twenty twelve of me? So I'm working towards having about five thousand uh, pounds emergency fund, uh, which is about four to five months' worth of expenses. Um, and I was working out my annual finance plan for 2024. And I looked over like, how much do I think I could realistically afford to put away whilst still uh, getting rid of a bit of debt, investing my money and achieving my big happy goal, which is to be able to travel with the business. And I basically have this massive like planner that helps me track everything out. Um, it's amazing if I say so myself, but basically it's got a monthly spending planner, which helps me look at the month ahead. It's got a weekly planner as well, in case you get paid weekly. And it also has an annual section that allows me to plot out my money for the entire year so that I can see that if I want to save, if I want to invest, if I want to, if I've got different expenses that come out at different points in the year, I can put that in and I can see what my year is going to look like. And honestly, it's been a freaking game changer and if you're a visual learner like me um it'll be amazing for you as well because you can see everything all plotted out um you can actually buy the full version from me of the annual wealth planner from the link in my bio i'll also put it in the show notes um it comes with a full video on how to use it how to use each section and for january there is a deal on it where it's only going to be nine pounds so if you want to get involved uh get involved lovely It's also got a net worth tracker, a debt management section, a financial goals and savings tracker so you can uh, track your progress as you go. And the most important thing is it's all automated. So it calculates loads of things for you. So you input the information that you need and it spits back out and calculates things, really fun things. So, yeah, the link is in the show notes if you would like a copy. And then number three, financial goals that we need for this year. Learning how to invest and build wealth we're not fucking around anymore, people. We're building wealth, right? It's a necessity. It is a must have. It's not a nice to have. It's a must have. Now, whether you do it through property or through the stock market, whatever way kind of works for you, that's fine. But it is a must. If you invest in property, you are investing, right? The aim is that the house price will go up over and then by the time that you come to sell it, you would have made a profit. But we also know that property is a really long-term game, house prices are so much more expensive than they used to be, and wages have not increased in alignment with this. And the way that our generation are now building wealth more accessibly is through the stock market. Now, the reason why it feels overwhelming and scary and risky is because, especially as women, we've been left out of the conversation... It's something that there isn't tons of information out there. There is a language to investing as well, which is like you have to learn how to understand to even be able to read articles and read books on it. But I honestly believe that in the next 10 years, so many more people are going to be investing in the stock market and then they're going to be like, oh my God, I learned about this like in 2024 and I never did anything about it and I wish I did. It is one of those things where you have to learn how to educate yourself, get that knowledge and take the risk and you are not going to regret it. Like it's not a trend. It's not a fad. This is something that's been around for like 400 years. The first ever, the Amsterdam Stock Exchange opened in like 1602. That's crazy. And to be honest, it's how the rich get and stay rich. If you chat with any wealthy person, I guarantee you, they will be building their wealth through investing. And it's either going to be property, the stock market, or maybe like businesses like angel investing and VCing. But either way, they are investing. They are putting their money into something that they are planning to get a return from in the future. They understand their risk level. They understand what it means to build wealth and how to beat inflation and why living paycheck to paycheck is not going to give them the life that they actually want. And It's so fucking powerful and empowering. You feel me? So yeah, they're the three goals that we need for 2024. Free, special, delicious goodies, if you ask me. So feel free to slide into my DMs or drop me a message or an email and let me know um, about your goals for the year and how you feel about these things. Feel free to share this uh, episode with anybody that you think would help and i will see you next week thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you have a glorious week